Hey there. Being an entrepreneur can be one of the loneliest and also one of the most exhilarating jobs in the world. As entrepreneurs, how do we get our message out to the world? How do we get our products and services in front of the right people and get them to buy? How do we pick ourselves up when we fail? How do we manifest a life of financial and time freedom? This is Prolific Entrepreneurs Radio, and I dig deep to give you the answers. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share from some of the world's most prolific entrepreneurs. My name is Dar, and I am your host. Welcome, Prolific Nation. What's up? What's up, Prolific Nation? I have a treat for you today. Our first and ever guest on Prolific Entrepreneur Radio is Mr. Jason Havey. Now, Jason is the CEO and COO of Onnit.com. And if you don't know what Onnit is, you've been living under a bush because Onnit is the number one source for total human optimization uh, and health and lifestyle. And it's incredible. It's a multi, multi-million dollar company and hundreds of employees, and Jason is steering that ship. So it's an honor to have him on the show. Also, he's a friend, he's a mentor, and the individual who encouraged me to get a podcast, to have a podcast, many, many months ago. I shouldn't have done it many months ago. But anyway, here we are now. Uh, now, I will give you this caveat. The recording with Jason, unfortunately, is not the best quality. The value he delivers is super high quality, but the... The actual recording quality is not that great. We had some internet connectivity issues. And so bear with us through that. Um, We were going to re-record, but just couldn't get our schedules lined up. So I decided to just go ahead and publish this anyway so you all can enjoy the value that Jason is dropping. So with that said, uh, here we go. On to the episode. Really appreciate you. What's up, Jason? Is that you? This is me. Wow, this is exciting. So this is the first the first ever guest on Prolific Entrepreneurs Radio, and I am so honored that it is you. Congratulations, so- my friend. It's an honor to uh it's honor uh that you asked me to be the first one. Oh, come on now. Come on now. You are the inspiration for the podcast. So if you would, real quick. <laughs> Say, say hello to Prolific Nation and tell them who you are. Hey, everybody. My name is Jason Havey. I've known Dar for several years now. Uh, we originally got together um, uh, uh, to talk about brass ball cycles, and uh, we've worked together since then. Um, I uh, am the president and COO of Onnit Labs, um, which is a health and supplement company based in Austin, Texas, a company that I'm really proud to be a part of. I've been there for about five years, but my background before that has all been uh, in the hotel industry. And uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to be here. You know, I, I was thinking about a tower before um, uh, we, we got on and started recording. I, I, you know, I had a podcast uh, that, that had a, a pretty nice run about all the all the times that a guest did something where I was just I just couldn't even believe they did it and I was thinking about like packing all of those things into this podcast like the most annoying things I could possibly do (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had I had uh one podcast where uh it started off normal really good guy he started his own charity where he he was um mowing lawns for people that couldn't and it started off completely normal. And then all of a sudden I hear the ding of his car door. And I was like, huh, I wonder what's happening here. And then he starts driving and listening to music. And then he pulls into a 7-Eleven and he's buying, he's buying cigarettes. <laughs> just like, this is the, <laughs> it's the only <laughs> podcast I ever uh, did that I didn't put out because uh, typically uh, I, I like to ride with all those things. But that was the one I just could not bring myself to publish. I'll, I'll do my best not to do that to you. So if you would. <laughs> no, listen, this is as we as we talked earlier, you gave me some great advice that you told your podcast guest, which is be authentic. And I definitely want you to be authentic because I want Prolific Nation 
to know just how authentic you are. Now, you are pretty humble, right? I will just tell everyone out there, Jason Havey is a badass. He runs on it like <laughs> a machine, and it is a super impressive company. In fact, I have some Alpha Brain right now in my uh, water bottle, and I am having at it so I can be sharp, for, you know, so I can try to keep up with you. Now, um, you touched on your podcast before. Now, I think it's a pretty awesome podcast, Spinning Logic. Could you, even though you're, you know, taking a, a, a hiatus from it at the moment, tell people about Spinning Logic and, and yeah, I, what it was I about. Yeah, I love doing that podcast. I always told people, like, it was the thing I loved doing more than anything else. And it was, uh, it, it was basically, it was just a, 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 gave myself a good excuse to talk to the most interesting people I could find for an hour, hour and a half, and uh, did like 167 episodes and talked to some of the, and I didn't have a theme. I didn't want a theme. I just wanted to have long form conversations with super interesting people. So I had guests like uh, the head of the observatory uh, in Antarctica who had to call me on a satellite phone. They get to use it one hour a day and she used it to be on my podcast. You have somebody like that or, um, uh, you have somebody like uh, uh, Christmas Abbott, who has won a, a bunch of uh, uh, CrossFit titles. You ha have somebody like a uh, police officer that that actually was partners with the police officer that suspected in the murder of Tupac. Like just a, such a wide variety of people. And wow. uh, it, it was just such a fun fun uh, uh, thing to do. And I always promised myself I wouldn't give it up. But as a lot of entrepreneurs know, uh, sometimes business just gets so overwhelming and there's just so much to do and that you just don't have time for anything. And unfortunately, I decided I business was so important at that point that I, I had to give it up. And uh, I really have always promised myself that I'm going to go back to it because, uh, like I said, I did enjoy it that much. Uh, but, uh, you know, for the last year, uh, it's been honestly, probably the toughest, toughest year of uh, my life, my professional life. It's also been the most rewarding in a lot of ways. But, uh, you know, a lot of people that are listening probably know that goes hand in hand sometimes. And uh, the glory can be in the grind. Right. Yeah. That's true. Well, before we get to that real quick, if you could share a bit of your backstory with our listeners, you know, I mean, yeah. how you don't just like wake up one day and you're the president of on it. Right. I mean, you you have a really interesting way of how you got there. And, you know, you're not the typical gym rat. You're not the. I mean, you are like you just went through talking about some of your guests. You are super smart and well-rounded. And yeah. So tell us kind of how you got there and how you, know, you got You know, I'm actually Aubrey probably and, a, on you know, paper one how of you've the elevated more to where you are now. people to be in the position that I'm in right now because uh, uh, President CEO of, uh, you know, an Inc. 500 uh, fastest growing companies in America. It's, it's uh, uh, like I said, something that I've, I'm so honored to be a part of. But as a, uh, um, in, or, well, and I should mention in that position, I didn't, I didn't go to college. I, uh, I graduated high school. And after high school, I uh, went right into the army. The idea was that the army was going to pay for college. But when it, what ended up happening is when I went uh, into the National Guard and had more time on my hands, I started working at a hotel. And three months later, I got promoted and I got promoted again. And then here I am making, you know, $32,000 a year, which was crazy money to me at the time and thinking, what, what the hell would I go to college for? And so I never went. And, uh, for a long time, that messed with my head. Like, uh, you know, people would judge me based on that. But, you know, it, thankfully, for me anyways, uh, the changing dynamic of the world uh, has allowed that not to be an impediment to my success. And uh, you get judged much more based on your actions than uh, uh, what's on a, a resume nowadays. And so that's one atypical thing. The other one is... Uh, like you said, I've never been a gym rat. Uh, I've uh, all, but I have really always been focused on brain health. 
Uh, brain health is something that has fascinated me, and I've always wondered why we've been talking feverishly about heart health since the 80s, but we don't talk about brain health even today. But when you think about brain health, um, uh, we talk about things like PTSD in soldiers, ADHD in kids, uh, Alzheimer's in, in seniors, CTE in athletes. We are talking about brain health in all these areas, uh, but, but the idea of brain health as a total concept has, still hasn't uh, entered the zeitgeist completely. And uh, it's been something I've been fascinated in and found Alpha Brain when the company was very young and uh, started taking it and became a big fan of the company before it was really uh, much on the radar. At that same time, it just happened to coincide with uh, me wanting to make a lot of uh, positive changes in my life. And uh, so what I did is I, I, I actually, I, I got to tell you a quick side story that led to that. I had the night before the 2012 sure. uh, presidential election, President Obama, Obama stayed at my hotel in Madison, Wisconsin. It was the first time a sitting president ever stayed overnight in Madison, Wisconsin. So it was incredible honor to have him stay there. Well, as a general manager of the hotel, the next day, he get you get to take a picture with him and so he walks in and it was very surreal experience i shake his hand we get a picture taken uh that's not the key part of the story the key part of the story is i get this picture i'm so excited to put it up on on facebook show everybody i had the president and i looked at my uh, the picture i was like my god you look like shit i i just looked uh tired and i looked fat in the face (laughs) and uh i just looked unhealthy and that picture actually sitting on my desk in my office became the catalyst for me deciding I didn't make some changes. So uh, first thing I did is I quit drinking. I, 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 was, I loved Heineken. Uh, uh, I can still romanticize the taste of Heineken today, but I had to quit. You know, those beer calories are not, <laughs> not helpful at all. Um, started uh, eating better and... Um, maybe one of the most important decisions was I actually decided to stop watching sports because that would cause me to sit down, eat unhealthy, drink, et cetera. And uh, when I stopped watching sports, I needed some other input. So I started listening to podcasts. And that's how I discovered um, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, which was where I actually got introduced to uh, Alpha Brain, because Alpha Brain was one of the early sponsors on it, was one of the first companies that were actually sponsoring, uh, cash sponsoring uh, podcasts. And uh, on it was one of Joe Rogan's earliest uh, uh, sponsors. So that's where I heard about it first. That's where I heard about Aubrey. I thought he spoke so eloquently about uh, everything from plant medicines like ayahuasca, which also uh, deal with brain health, um, but also with supplementation and and so back then, because the company was still young, he just had a Facebook account. And so I actually reached, just reached out to him directly. And uh, uh, now you can't find him anywhere on social media where you can just, you know, hit him up directly. And, uh, yeah, but uh, at the time, right. you know, right place at the right time. And it just so happened that the company was getting big enough that he wanted to shed the day-to-day duties of running the, the core business so that he could focus on the uh, uh, product development, his brand, writing a book, doing all those things as an influencer that best serves the company, and uh, came down, interviewed, and uh, like I said, I mean, it, it couldn't have worked out better for me. Wow, so that's incredible. The different catalysts along the way for you to make changes in your life, not just external changes, but internal changes, caused you to act which completely then yeah, changed your within, so without, professional right? path. Yeah, that's great. Well, were there any other struggles, whether internal or external, that you know that you had to deal with while uh, making that well, transition? Well, I mean, w- during that transition, I think the toughest one was getting my family to to understand why it was important for me not only to. Uh, you know, I was the general manager of the nicest hotel in my hometown. So my entire family was there. And so to tell them that mm-hmm. I was uh, giving up 
the job that uh, had effectively been my dream job to go work at a startup for a 66% pay cut. Uh, it, it just, you know, it didn't make a lot of sense to them on paper. Mm. Um, that was only the real hurdle to overcome uh, during that time period. But I think, you know, the, the real biggest hurdle actually happened uh, seven years before uh, when I got into uh, my car accident and uh, um, I broke my neck and, uh, you know, woke up paralyzed from the neck down. And it was uh, really uh, hopeless. I mean, I, I can't describe a level of hopelessness that, that equals that feeling of waking up and realizing that you're paralyzed from the neck down. Actually, I didn't even realize it. I needed to be told uh, that I thought, I thought I was strapped down to the bed and, um, uh, you know, three surgeries getting, starting to get feeling back and having to teach myself to walk again and taking my first steps, uh, you know, 37 days later, but then going through physical therapy for the whole next year. I mean, that turns your whole life upside down, uh, especially when you're trying to juggle a, a career and everything else. And I think, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing with everything I've talked about so far is really all success really comes down to uh, good decision-making and a ton of resiliency because uh, wherever you're going, wherever the success is, you just get met with such heavy headwinds all the time. And the, the, the bigger the prize, uh, the, the harder the headwind, and it's really easy to just sit down in the middle of that headwind or turn around and start walking the other direction. And, um, the, you know, just trudging through it feels like such a miserable thing at the time. But then, you know, when you, when you realize how far you've traveled, I mean, it's, it's also, you know, the, the highest source of pride that you have in your life. What an incredible story. And, <laughs> you and I both know uh, the story of of resilience and, and meeting that headwind. Um, man, I tell you what, if, if anyone can take something away from this, it is just that, um, you know, get knocked down seven times, get up eight um, or nine or 10 or whatever it is, but to continue to get back up and, and then, you know, learn from it and yeah. make as good a decisions as you can along the way. So let me, let me ask you this. Um, so you kind of shared with us, you know, um, you know, the epiphany that you had that you wanted to change your life and, and, and change your career path. And, and you moved to Austin, Texas uh, to work. Point was, was there a plan that you had created, you know, I'm going to do this. Uh, are you there? Oh, hey, Dar. Yeah, it's I, I lost you there for a second. Oh. I, I heard you say, uh, was there a plan? Uh, but I didn't hear the time frame that you were speaking. Oh, okay. So anyway, uh, so you had a plan to, to move to, to, yep. to Austin yep. and to go to work for Onnit. So what was your plan once you got to on it, your plan for achievement, what was it that you wanted to do? And, you know, what have been some of those conflicts along the way? Yeah. You know, um, uh, you mentioned it before, but when, when I walked into on it, uh, none of my career experience had to do with supplementation or fitness, even though I had a lot of business experience, uh, so walking in, I knew that I was going to have to do the thing that, that, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs have to do. And, uh, it's, you have to, you have to fake it till you make it a bit and, and realize and accept the fact that despite whatever level of confidence you're at, that you don't have the necessary experience, uh, that, that you would prefer going into a situation like that. And so uh, there's really only two things you can do, and that's to soak up and study as much knowledge as you can. And then number two, talk to as many smart people as you can find, uh, because uh, 
you know, you don't have time to make all the mistakes yourself. So you have to learn from everybody else's. And um, so that was, that was uh, point number one is I needed to become a serious uh, sponge and then let my own internal barometer raise yellow and red flags. If something didn't see, seem right and ask, uh, ask questions. That was the first thing. The second thing was, I knew that I could provide the most value just by helping Aubrey where he needed help. So being really engaged with him and staying really close to him um, was one of the more important things that, uh, that I could do. And, and really anybody that's listening, when you're in that, that uh, uh, number two role, uh, whether it be COO, president, whatever it might be, um, that's really important is, is uh, just making your boss's job easier. And, uh, and then uh, the, the next thing was to get the place organized because uh, I, early on I did, uh, which I'm sure everybody listening is familiar with, the SWOT analysis that strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats for the business and I identified some really scary ones. When you're in the supplement business, uh, there is a lot of compliance issues and regulatory. And, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to it. And so uh, getting really tight on the compliance side, not just on the supplement compliance, but we were, we were light years away on the accounting compliance because we were a startup, you know. We were making sure the bills got paid. And, and all the employees were getting paid. But, uh, you know, we're still operating out of QuickBooks like you would if you had five employees. And we were already at $20 million of revenue. Um, and uh, and so, so working through wow. those things. But, but it was really important for me to not worry about how big the elephant was and just, you know, uh, uh, um, combining my metaphors, just uh, putting out the fires that were closest to the house. And um, so that, that was the, the big thing. And then, and then slowly start bringing in uh, some additional talent to plug into uh, the growth areas of the business. And so that, that was really the three or three and a half point plan. Well, very cool. I mean, it sounds like an incredible opportunity, but an incredibly daunting task. So if you could um, share with us or share with Prolific Nation some of like the real achievements that, yeah, yeah. that you've well, had there, along the way. There's been a lot, you know, now, like I, I mentioned the Inc. 500 thing that happened in uh, 2017 and that was a big source of pride because for me, even if it was just in my own mind, it was like a great legitimizer. Like it wasn't just a company now, it was a, a recognizable brand. And anybody that knows about on it knows that uh, uh, the culture has been the key to the business. And the thing I'm probably most proud of is the culture and how fiercely independent we've been with how we've decided to, build the business um, uh, outside of some of the normal things that, that, uh, that you would do in regards to how we treat our employees, the type of internal dynamics that we have, uh, the freedom that we allow uh, the employees. And that, you know, that really starts with uh, Aubrey, you know, he has allowed um, himself to be, fully transparent and honest about his own shortcomings and fears. And he does it on a big stage. You know, his podcast is getting millions of downloads every month. And uh, that has bled through the entire company. That's uh, so the culture is probably the thing I'm most proud of. Uh, the next thing is, you know, now the company is uh, uh, multiple times larger than it was uh, five years ago. And the growth strategy has the uh, has the company uh, poised to um, uh, grow exponentially now? We're really at that uh, that awesome tipping point where uh, you can start to feel all the grassroots stuff that that uh, we've done over the years take hold, and 
the, with the goal of making Onnit a, a ubiquitous company. And so that is uh, something, something that I'm very proud of. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud that I've been able to uh, take on the role of president uh, so that, you know, Aubrey can, uh, as he'll tell you himself, he doesn't really uh, interject himself into the day-to-day operations of the company at all anymore. And so that's been a really important validation for me that, uh, uh, that he's entrusted me with a company that he's uh, started uh, to run it every day. But that's also the scariest thing in the world. And that's why I don't take it lightly. Is that, you know, there's 250 employees <laughs> at, at Onnit right now. And there's uh, hundreds of thousands of regular customers. And they're all counting on us to make the right decisions and not go off track and and make sure that the supplements are of the highest quality that that we purport them to be and that we don't give up on our core values and uh and and most of all that that we don't screw it up we don't screw it up uh by selling out or uh having a product recalled or you know any of the things that that uh uh you know could keep me up at night Wow, man, so much, so much for you to keep up with and for you to shoulder. And what an honor it is that that Aubrey is entrusting you with that. You know, I heard something recently about uh, uh, business owners that own their business uh, and, and then run their business. And obviously, you guys are in that transition or not transition, but you're in that dynamic where Aubrey started to run the business, uh, but now really is kind of the owner of the business and you run the business. And um, man, that's incredible. So let me, let me ask you this as well. So you spoke about your, um, your change in direction yep. from hotel management to in Wisconsin, moving to Austin to run yep, 2014. Now that was what, about five, five or six years ago. So, and you also spoke about your accident and your health and all that stuff. What would you say has been the biggest life transformation for you? Like where, tell me about Jason Havey now versus Jason Havey five years ago. ago. Uh, Yeah. You know, there, I think there's a couple, but I I was actually just discussing uh, something with somebody today and uh, it was a conversation about confidence. Um, Just like, most people, I, I, uh, not everybody suffers from this, but I would say it's well into the 90%. Uh, you question yourself and, and a lack of, uh, lack of confidence, uh, whether that be, be because uh, what, whatever it is, whether it's about you personally or you physically or you mentally or whatever it is. And uh, I wasn't and am not um, any different but the one thing that I noticed over the past five years is uh, I've gotten very comfortable with decision making. And that's the type of thing that can only come with uh, uh, experience. And, it, it, you know, because otherwise it's a bit of a false confidence if you get really confident in your decision making without the power of, of life knowledge. And, um, the only way you can get that, though, is uh, putting yourself in a lot of uncomfortable positions. But I, I was thinking about it uh, today that at this point, even though I have not experienced uh, anywhere close to everything, I feel like I've experienced enough that that as I see really complicated problems come in, I uh, have the confidence of the route and how I'm going to handle them either, you know, process wise, um, or system wise to, to solve them. And that was something that I didn't previously have. That didn't mean that I I wasn't doing a good job. You know, I've had a success at uh, most of the levels of places I've worked, but uh, it right now is the first time that I really feel comfortable in my own skin as that level of decision maker. Well, and like you said, it took you getting uncomfortable and taking action. So 
I'd like to just share with prolific, with prolific nation out there. You heard it from Jason Havey, yeah. get comfortable being uncomfortable. So, uh, and I have to say you are a, a tremendous decision maker. Um, and, uh, a tremendous action taker. I mean, look what you've been through and you took this. How many people take the step to reach out to someone on Facebook because you admire their philosophy and what they're doing and end up moving well, across the country, you know, I mean, when you talk about the transition, I think that's them. a really important um, point too, is, uh, I, I said that I was at my, my dream job or what I thought was my dream job to be, you know, the GM of the nicest hotel, uh, in my hometown. That's a thing that hoteliers love to do. But one thing I r realized is that uh, I didn't feel like, uh, like there, there was some, a nagging thing in my mind or in my heart where I didn't feel like it mattered, or at least it wasn't what my calling was. And uh, I think a lot of people can probably resonate with that. Like it, it, it's not bad, but it's not right. And so uh, I, I really always try to encourage people, if you're feeling that, trust your intuition. And sometimes you have to make a brave and likely, at the time anyways, uh, uh, questionable decision to others so that you can put yourself in the right place to be successful. Because we're all born with one superpower, and that's what ever makes us uniquely us and so there's no one other than you that really knows what uh where that passion lies and where you can best fit into this world and you all almost have to have some blind faith that if if uh uh if something's pulling at you to go a certain direction uh you you have to entertain it Wow, what great advice. And you know, so few people do that. They work at a job nine to five, clicking in, clicking out yep. for their the majority of their life. And they hate their job. And you know, whether whether they want to uh, find something more fulfilling or whether they want to try entrepreneurship, so many people are scared to do it and they end up living a life of unfulfillment. And um, man, Prolific Nation, heed Jason Havey's advice. If you are not comfortable in your shoes or you are not fulfilled at what you're doing and it is nagging at you, take steps to make a change. So, Jason, if you could, I mean, we've talked about on it uh, all throughout the conversation, but we haven't really told people what on it is. So for those who don't know everything that, that on it uh, stands for and what they offer. Could you just summarize for um, our listeners and then tell them where they can learn yeah, more? Yeah, you know, uh, I, get I have more been information about, about on it a lot, and uh, uh, just because there's such a, it's it's so tied into uh, my identity at this point. Um, but Onnit's are a great company. Essentially, what Onnit is is. Uh, we're a health and wellness lifestyle brand. It started as a uh, supplement company, had a couple of supplements based around brain health, as I mentioned earlier. The product line has evolved into this idea of total human optimization. So if you go to the site and it's just onnit.com, uh, you'll see that there is uh, uh, we cover really four areas, which encompasses the wheel of total human optimization. We started with the supplementation. Uh, then there's nutrition. There's a lot of food products there and uh, products for smoothies and things like that. Bars, bites, a jerky, those type of things. Um, there's fitness. And uh, what I think most people would still classify as unconventional fitness, but I actually think it's the most conventional fitness because you'll see that we have a lot of kettlebells and maces, clubs, uh, really cool implements. But the idea is to have a lot of offset weights and ropes and bags and things like that because the idea around the methodology is uh, focusing on how the body actually wants to work. Uh, you never saw a caveman bench pressing, right? But they did pick up, pull, throw, drag things, right? Right. So the whole fitness modality is based around what, how the body uh, wants to work in, that, in the uh, goal of creating better 
mobility and durability so that you just feel better in life. It's not about uh, necessarily, even though you definitely will get one uh, uh, building that beach body, but uh, it's really about making yourself feel better, live longer and happier. And then the last piece of it, and I think this is one of the things that people uh, really uh, has created the cult and culture of on it is the mental and emotional wellness piece. And you can see it through our online yoga platform. Uh, we do a lot of content uh, around mental and emotional wellness, whether it be meditation or breath work. And if you listen to Aubrey, like I said, he talks about plant medicines and th- a lot of things that are not uh, necessarily on it products, but just things that, that we believe in. And we don't shy out of content where we actually talk about other people's products uh, just because it's something we don't provide, but that uh, we really, really truly believe in. And uh, the, the company as a whole uh, started as an e-commerce company. That was uh, when I got there, it was 96% of all of our revenue. Uh, now it's like uh, 67% and there's a lot more coming from wholesale and we're in Whole Foods and Sprouts and uh, 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 Vitamin Shop and all you know, a lot of places like that. A couple big ones just got announced. We just rolled out in CVS uh, recently. And uh, like I said, now on it, on its, uh, the snowball is getting pretty big at this point. Um, and uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's the idea um, around on it is just to give good consumable products, uh, fitness products, and then a lot of content around uh life and lifestyle of how to not only how to use them, but just how to uh, uh, get through this time we have on earth. Uh, the vitamin packs are incredible and they make it for, you know, for you to take uh, the vitamins in the morning and in the evening yeah. I just love that. And of course, now that I am getting older and uh, starting to worry about living longer, I am doing a, it's funny, I, I'll joke with my wife um, about exercising in the morning, but I'll use old words like, oh, I've got to do my calisthenics. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll walk the dog and I'll get the kettlebells out and... <laughs> And and I'll yeah the I'll primal search soldier. for uh, the yep, is it primal soldier I forget I don't know Eric, is it Eric so I'll go to his Instagram page and I'll see whatever he posted the day before and uh, yep. with the um yeah I just cannot say enough great things about on it and yourself and Aubrey so um you'd like to discuss or talk about or share with our listeners that we haven't covered? Well, uh, you know, given the opportunity, I, I always uh, want to hype brass ball cycles too. You know, I, I, it's your podcast, so you probably uh, don't get to talk about it enough, but uh, uh, you know, I've always been a fan of what you've done and I mean, I'm taught, this is uh, prolific entrepreneurs radio. And the reason that you have the street cred to do a podcast like this is you started a custom motorcycle company from scratch. You won a world championship in 2011 and 2012. I mean, it's really, uh, not, I'm not trying to flip the podcast on you, but it's a really crazy story uh, uh, to go from, you know, where you started to winning back-to-back world championships uh, and uh, so I, I uh, think that's worth mentioning as well, because that's something I take a lot of pride in as well as our relationship there. Well, I sure appreciate it. And you have been uh, a great mentor along the way. You know, what's interesting, uh, we each have our own journeys in life. And, you know, mine started out in the visual world, retail visual uh, merchandising signage and display and advertising and um and i was actually ignorantly uh, uh successful right out of the gate and and was a little overconfident and uh complacent and i th- i've shared that with some some people and some different stories 
And uh, and as soon as my largest customer filed bankruptcy, you know, it 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 uh, yeah. it killed the business because I wasn't out hustling. Right. And I was too proud of myself. And so that coincided with a, a really awful, ugly divorce I was going through. And and I was at the time building custom bikes um, as a hobby. Right. I wasn't anyone special. Uh, but I was like, well, s screw corporate America. They just screwed me over and screw my ex-wife who wants me all this money for me. I'm just going to, you know, people like it when we yeah. build these custom bikes for them. I'm going to do that. And little did I know at that time how little I knew about business and that I just was in a good situation before. And so I had to completely learn an industry that I knew nothing about and, uh, and frankly, do it with no money. And and so for for most of the entirety of the of the life cycle, we had no money. And we would, you know, ebbs and flows and rob Peter to pay Paul. And and uh, and yes, you, you are correct. We we did win some awards and we got some notoriety and um, but you know that doesn't pay the bills, right? So I had a ten or fifteen year Uh, came along at the right time and uh, we were able to make some decisions to turn the company around. And um, so, yeah, you know, now it's a parts company for yeah. guys that have uh, motorcycles. And so you've been um, a and a North star on making decisions. And so, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. And, you know, here's another thing through this, you know, the different things line up for different reasons. You encouraged me to do a podcast well over a year ago, yeah. but I just still wasn't quite ready. And I had various things going on in my head about what did I want to do? Did I just want to promote the bike business? But I felt like there was a bigger calling there because I wanted to, of, of course, we want massive success for the bike business, but I also wanted to help share the story of entrepreneurs, uh, both successful and ones that have had failures. I want other entrepreneurs who may be along the same path, you know, help them turn left when they should, or, you know, when they were going to turn right. Um, so that's how prolific entrepreneurs started through the failure And then also uh, encouragement from you, you know, uh, yeah, and, you know, <laughs> and several others, you but you thing. were the catalyst. It's not an either or. Uh, any entrepreneur has had a lot of failures. And the, the, the thing about it is, and I know you've experienced it. I know I've experienced it. When you hit those failures, they, they feel so lonely, right? Like, it's like, no one's a bigger failure than me. No one else would have made these mistakes. And right, like, and you put yourself in this, like, uh, uh, box, and, and uh, it's just not the case. Like, it is just wrought with uh, uh, pitfalls and failures. And like, we talked about getting up and dusting yourself off. But, uh, you know, being a, being a risk taker, a uh, calculated risk taker as an entrepreneur is where uh, uh, is the most beautiful thing that you can do in business too, because uh, being brave enough to do that and uh, accepting the failures when you do have them, but not letting it destroy you. Uh, I think that's why, you know, there's so much, uh, there's so much, um, ex not, a, not excitement, but uh, admiration for entrepreneurs in this country because it is an extraordinarily difficult thing to do. It really is. I think if, if a lot of entrepreneurs what they were going to get into before they got into it, yeah. 
said, super brave, super vulnerable, whether it would openly admit it or not, because you're really putting yourself out there. And so another reason this podcast exists is just to really celebrate um, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. And, um, and again, you know, having guests on like yourself, I mean, I couldn't think of any better person to be our launch point guest <laughs> than, than you, right? Thanks, man. Because yeah. we want, we want to share stories. We want to encourage people. Um, you know, we want to teach people and, you know, just show them that no matter who you are, no matter what you're faced with, a broken neck, oh my gosh, paralyzed yeah. from the neck down, working, working what you think is your dream job, yeah. although you're good at it, you know, and then, and then making a, a decision based on a life passion. So, you know, I, you know, I, I always <laughs> think about uh, uh, for the longest time, uh, they couldn't figure out how bumblebees could fly. They just had too much weight. Their wings were too uh, small. And so for a while, like the prevailing opinion was the only reason that they, they uh, flew is because they didn't know they couldn't. And I, it was a, a bit of a tongue in cheek thing, but I think there's an important lesson in there. Uh, and uh, uh, that's like, like you have to know that you have some level of ignorance going into some of these things. And that's why it's such a, a, a brave first step. But the, the, the worst thing you can do, almost assured failure, kind of like you were talking about not being ready for the podcast, is the, the number one way to fail is to not start. And, the mo and all, all the time, people wait until they feel like they got everything perfect, everything lined up. And uh, you're never that. I mean, that's like a cat chasing his tail. You're never going to get there. Uh, so, so you have to, uh, just start and then start fixing the car, uh, while you're driving it. That's right. You heard it here, prolific nation from Jason Havey. Essentially the best time to plant the tree was yep. 20 years ago, Second best time. but the second best time to plant the tree That's is right. today. Yeah. Right. Take action. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I'm one of those people that I would like to think that I'm prolific in taking action, but, but like you clearly defined or identified, I wanted everything to be perfect. This podcast should have happened six months ago. Well, actually, <laughs> and you know, it, yeah. it did behind the scenes, but I never published it. I probably, yep. I should have, but it sucked so <laughs> bad. Oh my God. It was so bad. Yep. Right. But I wanted it to be perfect. And the, the, the sad thing is I should have published those ones that were really, really awful. So people could share in my journey of, uh, you know, <laughs> each with each episode sucking less and sucking less. And eventually one day, hopefully I'll be as good as oh. you have been on your podcast. Uh, but yeah, I know, I do know exactly Come what you're on. talking about. I, I still laugh about my first podcast. I had really good guy. His name's Larry Sonoto on. And uh, because I was, no one wants to be the first podcast uh, guest on a brand new podcast that's not like it doesn't have a niche, right? And so uh, Larry just came on and he just told me a story about traveling to North Korea. He didn't have a book. He's not famous. He wasn't promoting anything. He just came on and did it. And then that podcast uh, uh, got exactly 11 downloads, right? And uh, I, think, I think four <laughs> of them might have been my mom. <laughs> and uh, uh, and but that's just what it is. And then you know you grow over time where it, where it keeps improving. But uh, if I wouldn't, if Larry wouldn't have come on and I wouldn't have published that one, I wouldn't have gotten to the second podcast. Well, you know what? And since you have been more than gracious. And even I'm your Larry Sonoto. excited about being the first <laughs> guest. I thank you for that. You are my Larry Sonoto, but 10 times that. And I have to tell you, so hopefully we'll get more than 11 downloads, but it is still a new podcast. So I would like to reserve um, a rain check for another guest appearance from you. 
as we get deeper into the podcast and have more listeners because Thanks, I want man. to share your yeah, story I with will, as many people uh, as possible. I'll always stay on deck for you. Anything for you. <laughs> well, thanks. Well, Jason, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know it's still it's the middle of the day, right? You always probably have do. people waiting outside your office, like <laughs> you always do. Uh, and I, I'm just I'm humbled and honored to be your friend and to have you as our first guest on the podcast. Yeah, and th- Dar, thanks again for having me on. Like I, I, I do admire you uh, for a lot of reasons, and uh, uh, you always have embodied a lot of things that uh, that we talked about. Um, if you know, if I could leave people with one thing, there's been a saying that I remember my mom told me at a particularly rough time uh, when I was a child, rough time in her life. And she said, she said, Jason, it's not what happens to you. It's how you react to it. And to this day, it's like the one piece of advice I always give people. And most people have heard it before. But I think it, it, it's worth repeating every day if you have to. Because that, that really is the ultimate determining factor of how far you're going to get in life. It, because everybody gets dealt you know, cards from the same deck. And sometimes you, you uh, uh, get good ones, sometimes you get bad ones, but it really has nothing to do with that. It has to do with how, how you play them. And that really comes down to uh, your attitude about things. And so it's not what happens to you, it's how you react to it. What great advice for our listeners, Prolific Nation. some incredible fire on you and um it is all about your attitude and not what happens to you uh and it's so even but you have uh definitely embodied how to how to do it and not just say it uh i continue to work on that uh because it is something that is is not always the easiest to do but um man again thank you so much for being a guest and um I look forward to having you again on the podcast in the future. Uh, I guess with those Thank words you very of wisdom, much. I'll we see you are, next time. Uh, let's wrap it up. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jason. Everybody go check out onit.com. That is O-N-N-I-T.com. Uh, it's a badass company run by so, yeah. a badass individual. Jason, thank you so much. Hey, Prolific Nation, thanks for listening today. I hope you got a ton of value from today's episode. And if you did get value, whether today's episode or a previous episode, would you do me a favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a comment or a review. In fact, it would really mean a lot if you would subscribe, like, comment, and share, as this helps our rankings so I can reach more people and have a bigger impact. We live in an exciting time where the opportunities to scale your business are like never before, but it requires the right formula of behaviors, habits, mindset, and taking action using both traditional and newer marketing and sales methods. If you're stuck in your business, not getting the results you want, you need clarity, you want growth, maybe you just want to get to the next level, head over to prolificentrepreneurs.com and watch the free training. It's time for you to become prolific in business so you can live a prolific life that you deserve. I'm your host, Dar. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.